Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. When you know 100% of who your members are and all of their transactions, we have the ability to close the loop better than anyone else using first-party deterministic data. And that allows us to truly learn a lot more about the insights, the impacts of the ads, and also what is the growth for that brand over time in terms of their loyalty, in terms of sales, and also from a, a very tactical perspective, against the performance of their ads. Because again, no matter how you want to shop as a member, we have that tied back to the membership ID so that we can actually track that performance and be able to really get better and deeper insights. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, I'm sure you saw the news that Micmac is expanding internationally via an acquisition that we just made in France, a company called Swaven. Mazel tov, mazel tov. Tell me more about it. I bring it up because... Because you have a podcast and you can. <laughs> we never talk about our companies. If you acquired another company, I think the world should know. Let's talk about it. Okay. We just told you. So Micmac acquired an international competitor of ours called Swaven. Their business really exists in EMEA, LATAM, and APAC. The reason why I bring it up is not to brag or bring awareness around it, though you can go to our website and learn more. It's the fact that as we start to do more and more business internationally, it's so clear how advertising is really challenged in those environments because of things like GDPR. Great point. It's something that when you go outside the U.S., you have to navigate a completely different set of rules. Now, that being said, in the U.S. where you and I happen to live right now. But now that we're both global operators of global businesses, in the U.S., it's very different. There's almost still an abundance of data. And there's this like push-pull because there's this new cookie-less internet, but yet there's such a drive for membership and audience development. There's almost like this trade-off of more privacy, but then 
people are willing to give their information in exchange for value. So how do you reconcile that? Yeah, well, I think we've all seen it in the earnings for the past year within U.S. advertising that traditional digital and social platforms have really been challenged by the changes in iOS 14 and cookieless internet, whether it's Meta, Snap, Google. And while this has happened, we've seen a rise in retail media. Why? Because the retailers sit on all this first-party data for them to monetize. But there's this other aspect to not just brand media and retail media, but just advertising at large, which is that as advertising has been undone as we've known it with cookie-less internet and iOS 14, it's starting to look a lot more like Europe, where fewer and fewer consumers are opting in to being tracked. And the reason why that's so important for today's conversation is that so much of advertising spend has gone towards retargeting. At Gap, we always had a rule. It takes multiple touch points to close the sale. And what's so unique about Sam's Club you're about to hear a lot about their advertising offering, is that they've owned the ID, the member ID. And that's so powerful as a value proposition in cookie-less internet because match rates have been really, really challenged. And when match rates are challenged, advertising becomes less effective. It's a great point, but it goes back to the whole idea of value exchange. Nobody wants to give you their data. Nobody wants to give you their cookies. Nobody wants to give you any of this stuff unless there's some sort of value exchange. And when it comes to club stores like Sam's Club, they're willing to give it because they want the access. And the access unlocks two things. It unlocks value for the shopper and it unlocks a lot of value for the platform. A hundred percent. Well, on this note, you're going to learn why we feel Sam's Club has a very unique value proposition within retail media. We are happy to have Austin Leonard, head of sales at Sam's Club, joining us today. Austin, long time in the making. So glad we were able to get you onto the podcast. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And we're excited. I think, you know, you and I probably maybe first met in person a little over a year ago, was it? Possibly at the confectionery thing. Was that what it was? I think that might be it. Yeah. Right when people were allowed to start meeting together in large numbers again. Yes. We shared some sweets, but we also uh, shared some more stories together. You were still at Walmart building their big ass ad machine. But now you're at the same family companies, but very different ingredients on how to be successful in advertising. So help. I don't think people realize, yes, Sam is club and Walmart's Walmart, but there's so many nuances that go into what it takes to be successful from an advertising perspective in one versus the other. Do you mind breaking it down just to get us all uh, level set? Yeah, absolutely. So when we met, I was at Walmart Connect still, and we had an amazing time there. It's an amazing business. As part of the overall global advertising business, as we just released, it's now a $2.7 billion global business. So there's been a lot of growth. The past four years there, we're, we're excited to say the least. We've been over at Sam's Club now for uh, almost a year. And yeah, it's a different recipe for success that we have on the Sam's Club side. First and foremost, it's not about being different than Walmart Connect. It's more about building an ads business that's right for our members and for those that we work with inside our, our club environment. So our member first approach is, is a big part of, of what we do as a business. And that has to align into what we're doing on the advertising business as well. So that's aligned to our overall member obsession and, and really thinking about what differentiates us as a business. For our listeners, 
less familiar with what's the advantage of approaching a retail business from like a club loyalty standpoint versus open to everyone. How do you think about that as a differentiator when it comes to advertising? In the warehouse environment, it's a curated, it's a limited SKU environment. We have a, a very unique benefit that our members, they, they come to us because they want to be in the club. It's that membership environment. And really, that allows us to make sure that we can make that experience as good as possible. And by leading with the member, everything that we do in terms of building that advertising business comes back to, does it add value to their membership, to their journey? So with our rich data, we know our members better than anyone else. And we have real-time first-party insights on their behaviors in their entire shopping history. So it's, it's really powerful data that allows us to be able to really deliver an impactful ad, a personalized experience and performance better than what we think anyone else. Let's go a little deeper because one of the things that's so fascinating about the Sam's business, the member business, is basically you guys are the OG of 1P. You kind of just touched on it, but now everybody's talking about how they've got 1P, this one's got 1P, whatnot. What is the secret sauce of the totality of the Sam's experience from a brand perspective that should make them think differently about you versus other retail media engagement mechanisms? We've talked for a long time just in the industry about closed loop and what that means to really be able to show performance data. When you know 100% of who your members are and all of their transactions, we have the ability to close the loop better than anyone else using first-party deterministic data. And that allows us to truly learn a lot more about the insights, the impacts of the ads, and also what is the growth for that brand over time in terms of their loyalty, in terms of sales, and also from a, a very tactical perspective against the performance of their ads. Because again, no matter how you want to shop as a member, we have that tied back to the membership ID so that we can actually track that performance and be able to really get better and deeper insights. You know, Sarah and I obviously spend a lot of time talking to brands about retail media. And I think eMarketer also just came out with this report, which talked about what are the ROI metrics in order of preference that advertisers want to see. And the number one metric was incrementality. And that's what we constantly hear from these brand manufacturers is, Yes, we understand that retail media groups are closer to the end transaction, so they probably can report on more attributable sales than other types of advertising formats. But what they're looking for is, is this a net new customer? When it comes to Sam's Club, you have these really, really loyal members. How are you thinking about your ad products and its ability to drive incrementality for these brand manufacturers? Our clubs are very big. We have lots of products and we're always trying to find new products that we think our members are going to love. So just because you're in the club as a product doesn't mean our members are going to be able to see it. So first and foremost, incrementality is the number one thing that we're trying to drive because we do agree with brands that if what we're doing is not adding more to their business, then it's not worth the investment based on all the other things they can invest on to grow their business at Sam's Club. So we've got a really laser focus on driving that incrementality. So a lot of what we're doing is what we call maximizing member penetration so we can drive awareness of these new items, make sure that our members know all the great values or the new unique things that are coming out, and also reinforce the quality and the value of the products that we stock in our club. So that's a big part of how the advertising business can really help not just our advertising partners, but our members. We want to help them find new products that we know they're going to love. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. A lot of the conversations we've been having with brands has been about how do we stop talking about incrementality and how do we talk about the cost of missing out, right? So if you're not there, somebody else is there. That doesn't play nearly as well. So I think from a new brand acquisition perspective, you're making a really, really good point because, you know, let's say you you, you went to Sam's and part of your ritual is whenever you're there, you always stock up on vitamins. Okay. But there are other things in health and wellness that you can then be exposed to, to your point on the SKUs. But if you're trying to get in in conquest, that, is that something that you can even think about doing in Sam's or how do you take an approach to that so that if an advertiser is not, let's say, in market with you at the particular moment, is there a cost of missing out or is it really just an incrementality play? Which, by the way, is a very good play. The first step is you got to be in the club. When our merchants are working hard to figure out what we're going to invest into, because we're buying it by the pallet and putting it in the club as a pallet, we don't have the same luxury as other retailers to be able to just test and learn on a smaller scale. So if we make an investment and we put a product in there, it has to work. Our members have to love it because it's a, it's a big investment and we're buying it at a, at a very big level. So that's the key thing. The other thing is because we're buying it in bulk and because of our scale, we're a pretty big mover when you think about market share growth. So we're a very efficient channel and we can drive market share. So when you're thinking about incrementality versus total business, I think they go hand in hand because our job obviously is when we bring in those products, drive the sell through, make sure that we are making sure our members know about it and continue to, to drive sales that way. So I think that's a big part of our recipe. Let's talk about the recipe. There's the e-com experience, there's the in-store experience, there's the click and collect experience, and then there's the what happens right after that click and collect experience. Can you take us through what you're seeing on research from your members and how they're going about that whole, call it for lack of a better term, omni shopping path? In our club and our membership model, uh, we have a very engaged member. And they're also very digitally active. So more and more, they're shopping with their phones in hand. And for us, we want to make it as easy as possible to fulfill whatever need they have for that shopping trip. Like, do you have any data on that, that they're actually shopping with their phones in the store? We do. So Scan and Go 
which is one of the biggest things that we get in NPS reports is the thing that they love that they can't get other places is a big part of when I say they're shopping with their phone, it's not just pre-planning or placing an e-commerce order. It's they're in the club. And if you use scan and go, you can check yourself out. You don't have to stop and pay. It completes that digital transaction and it adds a lot of value to the membership because it makes it super easy for them to check out and go. They don't have to wait in line. They literally just walk out the door and they're on with their day. So shopping with their phones, you don't have to take the data for it. You can actually see in every one of our clubs. And we have a lane for members who have scanned and go. They've checked out and they're actually already leaving the club. Getting that whole closed loop thing going on is a really big deal. So your members are very savvy. They're scanning and going. But let's say they do a click and collect order. What do you do to expose them further? Do they go into the store after they come in? Like, how, how does it just work? Yeah, about 50 to 60% of, of our members within five days of placing a club pickup order, will actually have an in-club transaction. We believe that many of them are literally coming to pick up their order, moving to a different spot, and then they're coming in to finish the rest of their trip. That's about 50 to 60% of the folks that place that CB order. And so you're the only ones that can realistically, well, maybe not the only ones, but it's an interesting value proposition from a brand perspective. Because then basically what happens is you've got all the information on the click and collect. It's not tangential. It's like it's tied to the member ID. You know they've done click and collect. Now you know five days later, more than half of them are physically walking into a store, meaning it's worth it for them to go find a parking spot and walk in, even though they just did a click and collect order. And you see what the connectivity is on the basket, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we see the connectivity in the basket. And I heard Charlie from Hershey talking about this in one of your episodes a couple months ago. It's uh, slightly different. We're calling it win the second cart. We know what's in that first order. We know what they're coming to pick up. And oftentimes it's going to be those bigger staple items, the bulkier ones that they don't want to have to wheel all the way around the club, but they still love the treasure hunt. So they want to come in. They want to find something new. They want to be inspired. They want to come pick up something that's fresh and they still love going into the club and they love going through the club, but they've got half of those things already in their car. So they don't have to then pick up the 72 pack of toilet paper. It's already in the trunk. They already got that off their list. So we built a product out with the trade desk so that once that CPU order happens, we can actually retarget them for the next couple of days. We know what's in the basket, so we can help different advertisers actually target based on what's not in the basket. And then here's the key part. We have the in-club purchase connected back to that as well. We don't just target for five days. We target exactly up until that point where they have the in-club transaction, and then we're able to actually stop targeting them. So we create a lot of efficiency. We've also created a lot of personalization and also hopefully help our advertisers win that second cart. I'm so happy you went there. We've been talking so much about the power of the member ID within the Sam's Club ecosystem. And then you just brought up the trade desk. When you think about the power of member ID outside of Sam's Club's owned and operated properties, whether it's programmatic, social, CTV, how are you thinking about Sam Club's advertising value proposition in offsite media? So we're working very closely with Trade Desk to help build that out. They've been an awesome partner. We're also working with LiveRamp to help us make sure that that data is actionable and moving as, as efficiently as possible. So we're setting ourselves up so that we can have a lot of different options. The biggest thing when we came in a little under a year ago is we, we listened to our suppliers, our advertisers and said, hey, what are the pain points? What are the things that we need to get right to make sure that we can deliver results for you to get to the incrementality you're looking for and to help grow your business? So we've been pretty focused on just making sure that we get that product set right across sponsor products, across on-site display, and also really build out the capabilities in retargeting and offsite advertising with Trade Desk. 
And then we can start thinking about some of the non-endemic things because we do have a very premium audience. We think there's a lot of interest from the brand teams to help understand more about that audience. And also, even if they're not in the club right now, there's still a chance for them to engage. Or maybe it's a different flavor that they're thinking about launching and we can actually engage with them differently. So there's a lot there and we think there's just a, a huge runway in front of us. It's interesting with LiveRamp, I have to imagine that you guys probably have some of the strongest match rates, given that you you essentially own the credit card in so many of these transactions. How do you think of the match rate as an asset within your advertising value proposition? So the, the match rate specifically is, is, again, keep in mind that it's a membership ID. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can then assign the right platform ID in Trade Desk or other platforms, we have a very very high match rate to be able to then know exactly who we're talking to and be able to customize and track back the performance. Yeah, I think that's a huge competitive value proposition. We do too. (laughs) As you're working with all these different suppliers, is there an example of a best-in-class working relationship that you're proud of? If you're willing to name names on the good stuff, great. If you just want to say any major manufacturer, that's cool too. What I want to do is bring to life what an ideal partnership would look like with Sims Club, with MAP? Yeah, again, I think I go back to the playbook, right? So first and foremost, let's make sure that we know what is the business outcome that we're trying to drive together. The first tool is going to be make sure that they've got sponsored products ready to go. It's the most scalable, personalized program that we have that delivers value to the member so that we can make sure that, again, advertiser, partner, what is your business goal? And then how do we make sure that we can do this in a way that we add value for our members together? And, and really do that via a great shopping experience, promoting your unique products, or finding new ways to connect them with, with the brands they love and be able to really make sure that the members are happy. We've started working in terms of how we approach this in what we call member-first marketing. So this is our approach to how do we put the right people in the room so that cross-functionally we can build a team that works together to plan a little bit farther out, but then also make sure that we can maximize the season, the moment, the product launch, and actually put all of our assets together so that at the end of the day, the member has an even better experience and it also delivers better results for advertisers. And, and we're excited about how our teams work and how we partner because it is in the DNA of Sam's Club and the suppliers that we work with. Austin, we have to ask you our famous last question, which is what's the bravest thing that you've ever done? I have been thinking about this one for a while. As you both know, I, I have been listening for a while. I love this podcast and learn so much every time. So I'm going to go with uh, a move that was driven by personal reasons that actually took my career on a completely different path and, and really set me up to be here at, at Walmart in Fortune number one. So in my late 20s, I was in Atlanta and I was having an amazing time in the radio industry. However, my now wife, she graduated from Georgia Tech and, and she moved to Arizona. So I had some big decisions to make. And after a few months, I, I gathered my friends together and said, hey, guys, she's the one and I have to head west. And they were shocked and floored, but they wished me well. But long story short, not only did I leave Atlanta, I left the radio industry that I loved, and I took a huge leap of faith and went into the digital world. I passed up on one of the best radio lists in the country, but got onto a path to be in retail media and programmatic long before either were even called retail media or programmatic. And uh, I joined a company that was acquired by eBay, and and the rest is history. Oh, and eventually uh, Nicole said yes, and we've been happily married ever since. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you clearly know how to pick them from uh, media properties to probably wives as well. I like to think she picked me. <laughs> Just one wife. We're pro-monogamy here, guys. I think the pick selections are done at this point. Good at picking wives. How many wives is he picking? I don't know him that well. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much, Austin, for joining us. Super valuable stuff. We can connect the dots between how people are shopping and just really being mindful of that as we think about the right kind of ad solutions to be, you know, adding value to a member's life, but just frankly, to humans. Nobody wants to get constantly pelted with ads that are completely irrelevant to them. It really shows the power of both data-driven marketing, but also to help consumers understand the value of data-driven marketing also, because they're getting the stuff that they want. And it just creates a greater degree of loyalty to the customer that's bringing it to them. So thank you very much, Austin. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, and thanks for learning a little bit more about Sam's Club. We're pretty excited about what we're doing on Sam's Club Member Access Platform and look forward to hopefully sharing more soon. Well, I always love hearing from leaders within retail media, especially when they are true operators, which Austin is at Sam's Club. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to dive deeper into what is going on in retail media, give a listen to probably Austin's friend, but definitely a friend of Sarah and I, Kara Roussel, who's leading marketing at Walmart Connect. You can get a totally different angle from Keith Bryan of Best Buy who's leading their retail media division. If you want a brand manufacturer's perspective, tune in to Charlie Chapel at Hershey's or tune in to a episode from our friends at Lego where we totally nerd out with retail media. So there's hours of content to listen to on this topic. Obviously, it's one of the hottest topics in business right now. Thank you for listening. Sarah and I really appreciate you. Give us a review. Share this with maybe your corporate comms team. We're always looking for more like-minded listeners. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.